Returning to Tradition is a production of the Poetic Media. The views expressed in this podcast are those speaking the podcast world and make every effort to present truthful understanding. What we discuss the podcast not necessarily represents the views of the Columbus, and Purdue, Cloud, Josephine. Enjoy today's show and please follow the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Returning to Tradition. I am your host, Chris Dixon, joined with. Your other host, Emma Singletary. Wow, she settled for other instead of better. Um, well, weren't we supposed to have like a new thing that we started last week? But yeah, I whatever I did what last was. week was great, but it kind of spitballed it. So what did we say? We were really. Good I don't know, last but it was week, it was good because it was clearly we're equal. But today Let's we're talking about topic. fasting, um, <laughs> and and fasting is pretty cool. So uh, it's one. Of, it's the second thing of Lent we talked about prayer last week we'll talk about almsgiving next week uh and so fasting so the first thing is a question for emma emma what's the difference between fasting and abstinence stop chris literally this morning i woke up and i was thinking of questions to do and I, this sounds like it's a script it's literally not a script i literally was like i'm gonna ask chris what he thinks the difference between abstinence and fasting is because i looked on the calendar yesterday in the office and it said Fridays are a day of abstinence, not of fasting. So, from my knowledge, fasting consists, I guess it depends on the person, of like eating less. So, like less food. Um, so, I think the common form of fasting in the US is to do one large meal and two small meals that don't equal a large meal. And abstinence is giving up like a particular, you're abstaining from something. So, like, not eating meat on Fridays, for example. Correct? That was pretty good, you know? I would think that was cool. It's not a big deal. Wow. Yeah, so fasting is completely, like, it. it's doing something radically different with your meal thing. The U.S. version of fasting that Emma mentioned is the U.S. version of fasting. Um it's pretty weak sauce. Um, again, my opinion, and we'll mention later on, like most of this fasting stuff can take different forms other than food, especially for mm-hmm. people with eating disorders, because that's a thing that really exists and we don't want compounded negative effects uh, to people. So um, yes. anyways, but yeah, fasting is like would be like completely not eating food or completely not using social media. Like you're fasting from social media. Um, Abstinence is also not doing something, but more particular, I guess. So I don't know, not eating meat, which fun fact, we're supposed to do every Friday, not just Fridays in Lent. Fasting, we only have to do two days a year. Good Friday and Ash Wednesday. And that's it. I thought that was going to be a question and I was going to get it right. Oh, well, I can't give you softballs, Emma. (laughs) I have to make you look a little dumb. No, and that's so true. So is it like, obviously, so is it like advised to abstain all Fridays? Or is it like, is that like from the church? Because I feel like a lot of people don't know about that. It's from the church. It's not advised. (laughs) It's it's canon law that you are not supposed to, in fact, 
consume meat every Friday. That didn't go away with Vatican II, despite what some people thought. Now, I will mention, it does say that you can substitute an alternative form of penance. But let's be honest, most people aren't doing even that on Friday. They just treat Friday as another day of the week. So you you could do another form of penance. Or you could just abstain from meat. Um, like you could do Stations of the Cross every Friday of the year, you know, and that, okay. that would satisfy, you know, if you did Stations or do a Holy Hour or, um, some sort of other special thing, you and could abstain okay. from something else. You could, um, abstain from alcohol if, if you like having a drink with dinner every night, as lots of people do. Then, I think I'll abstain from alcohol. Then abstain from alcohol on Friday nights. Year. And there you go. Or if you're underage, like Emma, then... (laughs) So it doesn't count. I can't just... You gotta come up with something. Maybe dessert. Dessert's a good one. You like dessert after dinner every night, then abstain from dessert on Friday. And you can still have your meat or something. I mean, it's pretty pretty relaxed and it's pretty individualized um, in terms of fasting and abstinence. I mean, it's, it's like prayer in that way. It's about you and God, not you compared to your neighbor, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that's something that's really important with fasting is because not everyone's fast is going to look the exact same. So you want to go a little bit into like what the purpose of fasting is and like how to make it actually fruitful in your life. Yeah. So fasting is like ultimately a sacrifice. Now, when, when we say that, we got to be, like, kind of clear that Jesus is already, like, the sacrifice and it's been done. So, like, good. This is us uniting but ours to his. Exactly. Like, we need to show that, like, we're thankful by participating in the suffering and the sacrifice with Christ. And by suffering with him, you know, compassion, suffer with, we're... We're uniting ourselves with Christ, and especially there you go, and especially in this time of Lent to to do that to to enter in to Christ's passion, uh, because that's kind of the focus of this season. That is very interesting. So, like, question because I feel like this is something that um, we've actually talked about a lot recently is how fasting can be different um across the world but also in people's lives of like what healthy ways of fasting are so like when the church says like in the U- the u.s form of fasting which chris has already called wimpy which like low-key it is um what is like are there guidelines to how big those meals are or is it more like what would that person normally consume no, I mean, it. it's very vague in terms of, like, what you have to do to satisfy fasting, which is why the commonly accepted notion of one large meal and two smaller meals has become a thing. But if you then look to, uh, like, I don't know, Muslims who during Ramadan, like, don't eat any food while the sun's up, um, yeah. or you look to our Orthodox friends who... Do not eat meat, fish, eggs, alcohol, or dairy for the entire season of Lent. And, you know, compare that to what we do. 
We win. <laughs> like, you know, again, it's not about comparing. It's about your relationship with God. But, like, I feel like in a lot of cases we can do more. But also be careful not to do too much for yourself. And, like, you can fast too much. And that's part of a role of a spiritual director is to be like, okay, choose one or two things to fast from, not 15. Not everything. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think that idea of fasting too much um, does kind of tie in to what we talked about, about how, you know, depending on the person, that fast looks different. Like, for example, when a fast is no longer uniting your sufferings to Christ, when it has an alternative purpose or when it's doing an alternative purpose, such as like um, being negatively or negatively affecting your health or if instead of offering up that food for Christ, you're just using it as a diet. Like, that is not fasting. And you can no longer, you know, lift that up to the Lord. you got to find a different way to do it because that's not actually uniting suffering with Christ. That's doing things for an alternative motive. And, like, some of those things can actually become sinful if you continue to think about it that way. Um, yeah. It's important to note, though, like, they can have secondary effects. Like, if the secondary mm-hmm. effect of you fasting with with the main purpose of being for the Lord to unite your suffering with his, if the secondary effect is that you lose weight and you're overweight, like that's a good thing, <laughs> you know, uh, True. But, but it can't be the primary reason, but it can't, it can't take center stage. Like what is your focus on? And that's, that's really what matters. You said yeah, you were yeah. coming up with questions when you woke up this morning or whatever. So, yeah, I want to like hear some two, more questions. And then you answered them, so... I already answered all your questions in, like, ten Do minutes. We, if someone does not fast, or if they missed a day of fasting, or they broke a fast, or an abstinence, ab- abstaining, I don't even know, is that something that you confess in confession? I would confess it, yeah. Um, if if it's, like... Intentional. intentional. Right. Well, even if it's unintentional, like, there are sins of omission just like there's sins of commission, so, mm-hmm. right? So, if you unintentionally eat meat on Friday or something, like, during Lent, then that's pretty... Th- like, even if it's unintentional, that's a sin of omission because, like, part of our you whole big deal on Fridays and Lent is that we're supposed to, like have the awareness, like, ah, today is a Friday. I'm going to live my life differently today. Um, yes. And, and in the same way, obviously, if it's intentional. Um, and I would also say, even if it's not like a church-sponsored fast or abstinence day, um, but, like, you told yourself or you promised to God that you would fast today or fast on behalf of somebody or told your spiritual director that that's what you were doing and then proceeded not to, then it's worth mentioning that. I mean, it's not going to hurt to confess things that you think are or aren't sins if it's not a sin the priest will tell you. Um, but I think it it's good to recognize our forgetfulness because we forget things. Second question. Is it um, encouraged, suggested, required, whatever, by the church to fast on Fridays during Lent, or is it just abstinence? Like, is there 
a line or is it like we're asked to do it but you're not required like what what is the deal with fasting on fridays versus abstaining on friday yeah the only like big thing i believe is you you have to abstain on fridays um in general and there's just an emphasis of that on in Lent and then abstaining on Good Friday and or fasting, sorry, on Good Friday and Ash Wednesday. Yeah. So you, I mean, there's not a call to fast on all Fridays. Correct. Or even on all Fridays during Lent. It's just abstinence. Right. It's just abstinence on Fridays. The Unless only, the only two days you have to fast are good friday and ash wednesday but like father jim said several times over the course of him being pastor at stm like fasting is the forgotten form of prayer because yes we don't do it like nobody willingly especially when we have so good food like you can go to any fast food place and just have a hamburger and it's the greatest thing on earth you know <laughs> and and it's mm. only like a dollar or two Albeit with inflation, maybe like $3 now. But like, you know. Except is that distracting us from the reality of the depth of what heaven is? If we're if we're living and thinking, oh, that's the best thing on earth. Like, are we missing a point? Maybe that's why we're called to fast. Right. But Exactly. Like, we're just so food others, obsessed. Yeah. Well, and fasting for others is something that I have just recently heard about and started learning about and like. It, it is like a beautiful form of prayer to be like, I'm going to offer this sacrifice to unite my suffering to the Lord so that through his mercy, this person might receive a prayer or might receive an attention or might receive comfort or peace or whatever it is from the Lord. Like to be able to offer that up for someone, like that's just beautiful. So I think it's beautiful, but then it also is just sad because you also have to recognize that like there are circumstances where people are not able to fast whether that be they have a bad relationship with food already or they have health circumstances that they can't. So what would be, um, obviously these are things that would probably need to be talked to like individually with a priest or a spiritual director with the person, but what are some alternatives to food fasting that someone could offer up in the cases of that? Yeah, real quickly, like the church already explicitly mentions if I, I think under age 12 maybe, and like over age 65, you don't have to follow the the fasting and abstinence stuff. If you're sick, like even if you're like devout and whatever, if you're sick on Friday or sick on Ash Wednesday or whatever, like <laughs> you, you got to do what you got to do to sustain your life. And the same yeah. thing with eating disorders, I, I think falls in into a very broad category of sickness and i mean it's not sickness per se but it it is a type of that so i mean the church isn't going to require that so yeah talk to a priest and figure out what's best because maybe you can find a certain food related thing but also you can make it not that you could make it um doing different things and so maybe it's not fasting like we mentioned earlier maybe social media from your phone um TV, uh, any number of things that that fasting could entail, but it could also be okay. Well, because you can't, you know, fast for the sake of your health or or because of your age, then how about you pray something different today, or how mm -hmm. about you 
do a good deed for somebody else today in, in like this specific way, this number of times or yeah. whatever. You being know, intentional about it. Yeah. And so having the intent. Being able to do that. It, and again, all of th- those things I mentioned, including fasting itself, all of those things are basically things that you could potentially receive as penance in the confessional. And so they're all penitential acts during this penitential season. Could someone give you a fast as a penance? Like, could a priest give you a fast? Sure, why not? Huh. But remember, any penance a priest ever gives you, you can say no to. Really? Yeah. The penitent has the power to refuse that particular penance, and the priest has to give the penitent another penance like if it's undoable then it's undoable like for the person i don't know if the priest is off his rocker and is like you need to pray 10 our fathers for the next 200 days or something be like father no you know like (laughs) like maybe you messed up really bad and you probably should do that like, if you reasonably can't do that, like, there's a degree of reasonability to this. Like, your sins have been forgiven in the confessional. So, like, let's not burden ourselves for the next 200 days with this sin. Um, Remind it, yeah. But, if it but like, like, it would be obsessive. But, like, obsessive. I don't know, a week or a day might be more appropriate. Um, or a month. I've heard a month of, of doing something before has been given to people. So... Are you talking about from your own experience? I, I am not. I'm not. But <laughs> Chris killed a guy and now he has to do five If, if I killed somebody, I couldn't become a priest. So Really? Yeah, that's off topic though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, and that is the nature of this podcast. Although although um, later this season we're talking about like can a priest Google autofill? So maybe that's going to be that, one of the questions that pops up and we can talk about that then. That would be absolutely epic. That would be really fun. Yeah. Um, well, are we, you have anything else to share? I don't think I do. I think it's just really important for people to recognize the importance of fasting and abstinence and to and do it well, do it throughout mm-hmm. the year, mm-hmm. not just here during Lent. Um, mm-hmm. And, if you can't fast or abstain, then there are other ways to to show devotion, um, be, because that's equally as important. Like we we need people praying and giving alms just as much as we need people fasting. Exactly, exactly correct. Um, well, I guess I'll wrap it up. Today we talked about fasting. Um, and all the implications, how we're called to do it, not just in the season of Lent, but also how we're particularly called to do it during Lent. Um, that's all for now. That's all for returning to tradition over and out. Yeah, so basically, I'm going to Brazil, Chris. <laughs> Chris is cleaning his room, even though he hasn't been home. He's just so dirty. Who are you talking to? The podcast that only has my audio currently. The, the podcast that I will edit out what you just said. You're a dodo bird. Yep, so are you. That's staying in there for sure. Okay, 
can confirm eating a tomato like an apple is weird. And that's also staying in the bloopers. <laughs> if someone were to walk into this room right now, they would see me sitting crisscross applesauce, talking to myself, eating a tomato like an apple. <laughs> Well, that's also staying in there. Some would say I'm iconic, but... Of course. Say I'm a dodo bird. 